0: another suspended soul podcast today i have rick and Susie from 4 Eyed on here are i've liked four-eyed for quite some time now i finally got to see them in chicago uh probably a little while before this whole pandemic thing started they played this sea of shit and a bunch of other rad real ones up here in chicago so yeah so with any further ado welcome to this uh podcast or these talks how's the night going
1: What's up? Thanks for thanks for having us on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um I guess uh kind of I guess we could just kinda of talk about fluoride. some other stuff too. I kinda of go all over the bath in this. So uh is fluoride? you guys based out of Philadelphia, right? Sorta. Of, so You live in New what, you live in New York or and other people live in Philly, or is it kind of back and forth between those two states or how does it work?
1: Kinda, yeah. So I'm kind of like in between Philly and New York. Um Susie lives in, in Philly and uh, our drummer lives also lives in New York. So we're kinda we practice in New York now. So I guess like that's mostly where we're based, but we're shifting. Right, right yeah. Right now we're not we don't even have a practice space, so we're kind of uh, you know, we're we're all over now.
0: Yeah, and uh yeah, I really like it. Uh I watched some I watched some video of you got I watched some video of you all recently where it was really cool you had like you kinda of had like a little noise table set up before y'all played. I think that's cool a lot more people are messing around with noise and and grind and power violence and other stuff but it's becoming more of a thing these, day, these yes, days.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a good uh it's definitely, like, we, I, we started doing it originally just because none of us, uh, I know, like, none of us wanted to talk in between songs, and we're just like, well, we don't want to just stand there, so we figure we need, like...
2: Noise is a good way to uh, fill the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have wanted something to, like, kind of transition, um, but then it kind of became a thing, you know, and, and it's like, I mean, not that we don't, you know, we're, we're not, like, without influence, it's not like we don't listen to bands that, that, that do that, and we're kind of just going off that, but... Um, it definitely it, it serves a practical purpose as well.
0: because yeah, sometimes like I'm sure there's things you want to say and convey, but sometimes if you get up there and talk it's like sometimes it goes too long or people get weirded out by it or you know, you know, there could be a thousand <laughs> there could be a thousand reasons for sure why somebody get up on their soapbox. I don't I don't know Exactly. But I, think, <laughs> I think also a lot of the music we are about is spreading emotions of either you know, well, I'm into a lot of different styles and stuff, but definitely like a lot of it's about splitting emotions of either inner turmoil and in relationship stuff, or either like political thought of the crap that gets forced onto us in this world. I find exactly a lot of times. Yeah, the
1: the era of the um of, of the hardcore speech is over. <laughs> there is the a hardcore. There you go. Taken over by noise. Taken over by
0: noise. That's a that's a good that's a good way of looking at it. So um yeah, where did um, how did the name come about? Fluoride. I mean, I know fluoride's terrible for our bodies. Is that is that part of? It?
1: Um,
3: you kind of came weird. up
1: with it. It was kind of like it. It kind of was. It was meaningless originally. um we thought it was it's i mean we're not like conspiracy theorists um yeah, i mean yeah
2: we, we kind of get that a lot we want to clear that
1: up <laughs> um i mean not that like so it seems like there's mixed uh there's mixed evidence of of the fluor the fluoride thing but we thought it sounded good and um i, I think it uh it, it does have like a, you know the association of um you know uh, kind of, uh, potentially harmful chemicals. And we started out as like a vegan band. So we kind of were going off of riffing off of that a little bit. Um, but it has, I think, significantly less meaning than you'd probably think.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's right. Right on, on, right on, on earth liberation and animal liberation. That's, that's right on. Or either if you just do it for health reasons, I don't know what you all did it for. Or I'm sure it's maybe a mixture of all those things. I would just... Yeah, think, well, I'll, I'll
1: wait. What's that? I, I, I couldn't really hear.
0: Oh, I said total uh, total earth liberation and animal liberation. I'm sure that's probably the reasons for the veganism rule. So it's probably better just health reasons, too.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely like ethical, political reasons. Yeah, um, definitely ethical vegans. We, we don't even eat yeah. healthy, but <laughs> I guess a whole separate thing. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely junk
3: food
0: vegan. Yeah. Well sometimes it's hard to <laughs> sometimes it's hard to always eat he- healthy, especially if you're out on the road or something it's really, It really gets can get tricky. So Yeah, for sure. Sometimes i I think everybody's kinda of found that being on. tour. you kinda eat junk sometimes or stuff is just crap
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go the whole day without eating
0: <laughs> yeah so um and and i really i really loved your uh i really loved your demo when it was out that i've also heard you've had you had another thing come out called dis disentanglement, right yeah that's right yeah and um yeah how'd you um oh I, I always like to say cuz there's of course you you play you, Rick you play guitar right Susie? you do vocals and what's your drummer's name since they're not present just for the podcast Yeah, Cast, our
1: drummer
3: Emmett
0: What?
1: It's a uh, Emmett
0: Emmett okay cool yeah I think I talked to if I think I talked to him last time when you all were here so yeah, I always like to ask um how do you Well, how'd you all meet as a band, or how did the band even start? I mean, I guess veganism, but what else? Um, Just create. Or what year?
1: We had a different drummer at first um, who I'd met. We all kind of met through. uh, I went to school in New Brunswick, New Jersey, um, and there was, like, a pretty good, um, like, DIY team there. What'd you do? What'd
0: you do? Went to Rutgers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that's where like Yeah, I know that's where my I I know that's where I mean you're gonna laugh at this, but I'm I've always been friends with some of those guys ever since they started out from Thursday and I know that's where some of them went to school at. Oh to, yeah, they've
2: got great fans in New Brunswick.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, I have a lot of friends that used to go see shows at their house, the Summer House in New Brunswick and stuff which I'm sure has been done for a long time
2: <laughs> yeah, now
0: <so> <laughs> yeah yeah so now no, continue I was I was an asshole and I interrupted <laughs>
1: so you're going to... well, yeah so we met we met kind of through um through shows and stuff um our drummer at the time was going to school there also um and I just met through Susie like through you know just going to shows and stuff um so we kind of started started like that, uh, but then you know, I we kind of I graduated. We ended up moving to Philly. Um, kind of through a series of events, we ended up with uh, our drummer now. Um, we had like a temporary drummer when we had to go to when we went to Europe to do a tour there, and then we ended up just um, kind of getting a different drummer who lives in New York. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a different thing. We haven't recorded with our new drummer yet, so all of our stuff that's recorded is with our original drummer, um, the one you know, who who we we met in New Brunswick. Sorry, if I had a drop. He's still
0: <laughs> Yeah, I had a little drop there. Not the best, most professional podcast, but we're all punk rock here, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, we aren't the most per. But so, yeah, you yeah, haven't really gotten to record as the new drummer. Yeah, but I'm sure, yeah, no, probably yeah. I'm sure there's probably plans on doing that as soon as all this crazy time's yeah. calm down.
2: Hopefully as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I guess um, this is also, this question's kind of directed for Susie. I always like to ask this, like I asked this of. uh I did a podcast with Carly from Snuffed and Bob Lazar, and I did one with Deborah and Daryl from Slut Bomb. Um, does it does does it ever feel? I mean, sometimes it feels like, and I guess it's becoming more and less and less of that. But it seemed like for a long time, like heavier music seemed very male dominated, and, and I mean, it still kind of is in some way, in some ways. But now you're getting a lot more you know, different types of people, where it is just white males and not like anybody can help where they're born or anything, but I was always asking, is it ever awkward ever sometimes, or do you feel like people ever put more attention to your band or anything because you are female and do you think like it's ever awkward sometimes being in a boys kind of being in a boys club sometimes? And that was well, I kind like of to
2: think that uh people don't really pay too much attention and that they like our band. Uh, for our music, but I feel yeah. that when we first started out, it probably was a little bit more, like, evident, that kind of thing, but I think that over the past few years, it's definitely become more normalized, and I don't really feel any different than anyone else playing in a band. Like, I just want to make music like everyone else.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I just like the and I, like, yeah, you know, sometimes I ask that, I'm like, yeah, some people have said different things and, like, sometimes it was a little awkward or you could have, like... But I guess, like, if you get past the ledge like, I mean, we're all humans, right?
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, I try not, not cool. to uh, give people attention. On yeah,
3: who
2: uh, yeah. kind of make me feel awkward at shows, but I, I don't really feel that happening so much anymore as much as it used to.
0: Yeah, well, I think we've all... I think also, like, there's definitely been a lot more awareness of things more than there ever has in all my years of going to punk shows There definitely has. But I think, I think also we need to get to a point. I think also the whole count cancel culture thing has become a little like ridiculous. Like, yeah, sometimes there's a reason to like cancel someone, but at the same time, what good is it if we just turn our backs on each other and on a true community and don't, figure out with the solutions are, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I understand some people don't want to deal with stuff that I don't feel like they don't feel like that's their place, but I feel as a community it's kind of all over a place. You know and I I don't know if you know what I'm getting at there. <laughs> there. There's just been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world where I feel like a lot of people need this as a place to go and because I don't feel like they I mean, this world can be cruel, so I feel like it's definitely not worth of an outlet of a of a break away from all that stuff. But of course, if somebody's just actually truly hurting people, they can't be around. I feel feel that if it could be somebody where they, they're wanting to learn and change, I'm all for that.
2: Yeah, I definitely think there is a room for progress.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, sometimes I, you know, I think we probably all from this we all get like. And especially the times we're living in, with all the capitalistic bullshit that goes on, and every thing, um and every, and you know, it's kind of like the saying: the poor keep on getting poorer, and the rich keep getting richer. And it happens more and more. But I think there's, and it's hard not to get nihilistic, but I think there's room for all this, to, like, grow and change, and teach other people things, and actually have a true community, you know, because. I've thought about those things a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah um, how, um, so I always like to ask people this as a question, too, and this goes to both of you. Uh, whatever got you all into music or picking up an instrument or anything, it's kind of a couple of questions. And one And I guess, the old Pandora's box, you know, No. <laughs> No, and I'm um, sure it probably some people start out through punk rock or the things around it. Some people don't no,
1: I don't um, know. Yeah. Do so, so you want
2: to go? Oh, me? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, got into, like, like power violence and grindcore through punk from when I was younger. That like, I know a lot of people get into it through metal. I didn't really go that route. Um
3: yeah, I was.
1: Yeah, I think we were both kind of the same. Where we both, um, I mean, a bit different, but I definitely got into it from, um, from like the the punk, like crust kind of route when I was, you know, when I was younger. Um, but uh, I think, I mean, I probably played. I started playing guitar probably just from like, you know, like classic rock bands and stuff when you're a kid, like Grateful Dead and stuff like that. Which I'm still like, yeah. I mean, you're always into. You know what you would do when you're a kid, at least a little bit when you're older, but probably less of that now than than then. I mean, I have,
0: I have, I still have Grateful Dead records and other old records by my my mom passed down to to me from her whole hippie generations, and nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. We give them every once in a while, just for the just for the heck of it. You know, fun I'm sure I'm sure I'll have somebody laughing at me
1: on this podcast for that one, but
0: you know that's a, that's okay. Punk says hippie, so, <laughs> so
1: it, but, it can't it can't be heavy all the time.
0: <laughs> no, you can't. It can't. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm scary. even. I actually play more myself play more noise music these days because I did that project Midwest lost. I did my own solo stuff and like Midwest lost. We're getting ready to do that split bastard noise. And then we have a bunch of other wild shit coming up okay. through, through, through the future. But yeah, I really devoured the noise very, very heavily just because it's kind of, you know, no boundaries. It feels like sometimes absolute freedom from everything. In a lot of ways, like you just make a lot of chaotic chaos in some ways, and have sonic epiphanies. It's really it's a really good thing. So you have um
1: this, you to like keep doing for you like you know twenty minutes passes and you're still kind of like riffing on the same thing.
0: Yeah, I've gotten caught up in it where I've been sitting there and I'm like. I'm like, oh, I've already been going two hours. I've been already going two hours in my apartment. This is ridiculous. I should stop.
3: <laughs> I should stop. Yeah, I get
0: lo- you, get, you get lost. fucking neighbors probably
3: hate me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's probably a lot of neighbors who had to be in a lot of places I lived. I don't. I don't know. We, you know, back when I was back when I was younger, I lived at this punk house and. So one of the reasons I also did this podcast is to talk to people, get to know people, get them to get to know me, have communications during these pandemic times. Anyways, we had this punk house in Lawrence. We had like locust and dead and gone play and some other people at our house and uh too many people showed up and the locusts ended up playing on our porch and they we were like, Yeah, the cops are gonna for sure come during this facility guys <laughs> so, Oh no, this is like not like a thing it's not going to be because this is a college town and we barely get away with doing shows at our house and in ending them on a certain time. So somebody's going to definitely not like this. I'm sure you're like, yeah, we could, we could probably, you know, we could probably pump it out about five or six minutes because And we are like, yeah, it's a tough time. The cops are going to take to get here. So yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. I'm sure a lot of neighbors hated that. And that, that was a whole scene. Cause. One of our th- friends threw a brick through a cop car's window. and That kind of sunk the hole in that house. The cops are always showing up, being like, "We all know you know who did that." And us all being like, "No, we don't, even though we did." You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, we "We're just like, no, we don't know anything about that." <laughs> yeah, there's um, yeah, it's just goofy stuff like that that it goes on like i'm sure neighbors hate in some ways so um yeah what are um what are some of the what are some of the tours you, you all have been you've gone to do I'm, i know not even lately because of the pandemic but i was like to ask this before pandemic i know there was that one that made you guys on here in chicago i mean i'd been listening to y'all quite some time before that but that was when i finally got a I'm a C4-eyed where I was like, and and you all blew my mind. So thanks for playing here. Yeah, I don't think you? it's, and I don't think it's a bad thing to tell your friends you like what they do or the uplift your friends. And if you really truly like what they do, I know there's some stigmas on that on punk rock where people are like, oh, they're just kissing somebody's ass. But no, it's okay. I I feel like it's okay to uplift your friends.
3: and it's stuff very and very important. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let them know you like what they're what they're doing. Doing. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that any way. So yeah, thanks for coming out here and playing.
1: See, yeah, Hell yeah. Glad to some of the doers. Um, we I remember we when we first started, um, we basically like started the band because we knew like we wanted to go tour, so we we, we toured like we were we didn't even have anything recorded yet. I think we did like an iPhone demo and we'd only been around for like a couple months and we're just like, oh, fuck it. Like, let's just see, you know, like if we can just make it happen. So we ended up like booking um, what we thought would be like a mediocre tour, but ended up being all right. I think we went like to like Boston and yeah. back or something. And
2: Boston was the first North.
1: Yeah, it was Boston to like, uh, then down to like Baltimore, also, I think. Richmond, uh,
3: maybe?
1: Uh, Richmond. Yeah, we and then uh, I think other than that we've only been on like a couple other a couple other like shorter weekends um or no no we did we did another tour we it was the yeah. time that we played Chicago that you were at um that was our second time there we had done another tour i think like the year before that or maybe two years before um yeah I, can't... I think we played with uh we
2: played with uh um
1: Played it, it it wasn't it wasn't uh it was called uh I think it's called House of Murmur. Does that sound familiar? Oh,
0: Temple of Murmur.
1: Temple of Murmur, oh, yeah. That. Yeah, we played oh, there and we played there with um automated terror machine uh, Yeah, Steve
0: is in the band who lives in Baltimore yeah. now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. who I think is who oh, plays yeah. in Bob Lazar mm-hmm. now, right? Who? Um, it was the band used to be called Psy, but I think it's like the members have moved oh, on. Yeah, Ryan, it, uh,
0: Ryan, and Bob Lazar. In, Ryan and that band, I did their tapes for him on my label. But he plays in Bob Lazar, shrivel up and snuff. Yeah,
3: so. yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, that show was sick, and that's why we're like when we did this that that um, that next tour, um, we just like basically based it around because we had to, we were playing a fest in Toronto, and we basically just made sure to like base it around going to Chicago because we knew that that was like. It's the, the best place to play for power as long as, you know, I mean, pro- I mean, it seems like LA is doing pretty all right, but like, you know, the Bay area, area, area and stuff, but yeah. yeah I'm ready,
0: besides our bastard noise, but I'm getting ready to put out a split for Suffering Luna and chest pain. The split Oh, yeah? With some, with some other labels. Yeah, and that's already I'd, kind of, yeah, I'm it's going to be a I'm good...
1: I Suffering Luna is still putting, uh, putting music out.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think it happens very often unless it's somebody they want to be strong with and yeah, so it's a split seven inch of chest pain. I think they each have that's like a tractor of two on it. On it.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, LA's always had a good I mean, California's kind of like yeah, the home of power violence originally. Anyway. Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: I yeah we that. Really,
1: we wanted to go out there um maybe this past summer, but you know okay. obviously COVID pandemic stopped shut that. down our plans, but we'll make it out
2: eventually
0: oh yeah the, um yeah, I was just even talking to like if people going going listen to the podcast the, the episode they went to I talking to with Gabe's son who does vestste grande, and he's even kind of talking about what is the term power violence from what he heard kind of came from, and stuff like. Well, let's face it, a lot of the people who were into it came from parts of the city where it was, like, gang-ridden, and it was, like, very bad. Like, I mean, there was even discussion in that podcast, one of the dudes, I guess somebody in one of the bands out there was basically raised in a gang. The band begins with an S, and it's a four-letter word. I don't want to talk too much about it, but the band is very humorous, but takes on some serious subjects in a very humorous way. But yeah. Yeah. You know. Definitely come a long <laughs> way
1: since then. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but there's um, probably like yeah. that's like my favorite stuff from you know, like the nineties, um uh, like Slap the Ham stuff.
0: Oh yeah, the Slap a Ham was great and I I mean yeah, and even Gabe was saying when he did the Festive Grande he talked to Chris Dodge and other people about and was like I want to still have Grande in the name in some way, the payometers to the old, to the old fest, you all used to do with Flappingham records. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. And that's some of my favorite stuff too. I mean, that was just a real raw error of recording. Yeah, for sure. Other things, um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming. At, there's a lot of good stuff reemerging, though. Yeah, I,
1: totally. Have you, all heard of really from,
0: have you heard this band from uh, Connecticut? That uh, my friend Cameron and me
1: held a book out here called Kidnaps. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, we, sure. we, yeah. I think
1: we played a we played a fest with them in uh, in Boston. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, they,
0: yeah, that makes they're, they're playing Some pretty raw, raw is true. I feel like that's some true to the T power. Zones really short songs, really. Just yeah, like, they're
1: sick. Their their drummer's crazy. Like seeing them live yeah. is insane.
0: Yeah, and they're all super nice. They're all super nice. They they crashed with me when they were out here. The show was like death run from here, kidnapped. Uh, we okay, all a Us played that show. Critical condition from Texas. Some different things. It was a good. It was a good old time. That's
3: like, so
0: yeah, yeah. So, did you um, when you played here last time, did you did you all just crash out at Empty Bliss? We did. Yeah, yeah I think we got really the
1: apartment upstairs.
0: Andy, Vanessa. Are, uh, are great, pe- are great people. Oh,
2: yeah, they're the
0: best. I, can, I can't say enough for, like, them opening. It sucks that they opened that All Ages venue for Chicago and then we get hit with the pandemic, and that's our first real, like, true actual venue or it's an actual space where it's an All Ages place besides houses we've had in a while. I mean, there's some other places that do All Ages, like the bars do them on every once in a while. The show will have to end super early if they do. So it's just hard here sometimes. So I hope that place yeah, gets to like, stay running.
1: In, is it mostly houses in Chicago? It seems like it's like all the shows I see happening are all at a, a DIY space. Like it seems like you guys have a, a really. I
0: mean, there's a lot of shows that go on at a place called Subterranean. Here they uh, have like, yeah, yeah, they have a smaller room. That's what I'm doing in the fast but I'm doing it upstairs in the bigger room. They have, like, a smaller and a bigger room, but okay. kind of have to, I mean, kind of have to have it a little bit bigger since it's faster and people kind of come out of the woodwork for that stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people always are down to see water torture and suppression. Yeah, to
1: totally. Yeah, I'd love to see water torture. I, like, was going to see them right before they broke up. Um, I think that was like, it was like 2015 or something.
0: When well, I'm glad they announced that they were a thing again. And I had just seen it and asked to, I was like, see, a ship's already on it. You don't want to come out and play it. And they're like, we'd love to understand. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. Stuff like- here,
1: like, um, all the, uh, there aren't as many, there aren't really many houses here anymore um in, in philly um there used to be a ton of houses like right where um we live now but then like um it's like it's gotten pretty gentrified since then um mm-hmm. or mostly just like venues and um there's like a there's
2: some diy spaces around but they come
1: and go yeah yeah, like we're cool, like, bar thing.
0: yeah we were supposed to put out there right before pandemic hit in philly with kidnapped and pat peltier and uh some fellow locals at a place called House of Yaga. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it's like one something. of the few one of the few um pals that does shows pretty often.
0: Yeah, that's where we were going. That's where that's we were going to play then, then uh then that whole tour got canceled because everyone went into lockdown. Did you I'm sure you all had some plans canceled too, right?
1: Yeah, we had a, a few shows um I think, uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be like a secret, but we were going to play Rapid Decay uh, this past fall. Um, I think uh, we had a show with like Cloud Rat, I think, and then some other stuff.
2: No tours planned yet, luckily. So we didn't have to cancel any tours, but a few shows.
0: I've been friends with, uh, yeah, I've I've been friends with those Cloud Rat folks forever, like my old band. And then we would play together, but um, yeah, Madison and Warwick, uh, and also Brandon Rule and their old drummer Adrian Rules too. Uh, and I even put out some stuff for his old, other bandals. So before at one point, but yeah, Cloud Rat, um, been going for a while at it now. Have you have you have you all gone to Cross Paths before? Before.
1: Uh, we never played with them we uh we've seen them a few times um I think we met briefly once uh
2: eventually they are one of my favorite bands that are playing music right now
0: oh yeah there's a, they're um they're so good i feel like I feel like they're one of the other bands that did kind of something original with like even original with grind by even like well, I don't know they added some really like weird ambient emo-ish parts and some weird, like, noisy parts into it and kind of did their own take on things, too. So, yeah, I'll all hail the CR, the rat. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I think <laughs> that, last, that last record they did was just mind-blowing. I felt like it was really different, too. So the last couple of endeavors they've done have been pretty mind-blowing to me.
1: Yeah, they. I feel like they're just uh, they're like one of those bands that they don't have a bad record, you know. No, they don't put out anything bad. No,
0: and I'm. Yeah, I've gone. I put out a band called Weak Wrist at one point, and it was done with Derek. Oh, yeah, and I believe they put out a lot of stuff on Halo flies. Yeah,
1: yes. their their demo was sick. The, yeah. Weak Rest demo. I remember. Um, I remember when that came out.
0: Yeah, I still got. This time you're we in town. I still got a few of the LPs the left back, if you don't have one of the LPs, I'll just pass one along okay. to the, you. Yeah, there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so um, how how are shows? That's another thing I wanted to ask. Uh, I always like to ask about different people's cities, and here, um, I mean, Philly's kind of a mecca for a lot of intense music anyways right what what are some of the spaces there i know you have look there's the unit is the unitarian church still do stuff there from
1: time to time
2: occasionally
1: yeah i think they only like, yeah. do shows on weekends now but uh the best venues probably cousin place called, yeah it's a place called cousin danny's it's like um like a kind of like a it's almost like a speakeasy it's like a like an underground bar but they have um like a venue upstairs. It's like kind of, it's cool. It's like a mixture of a house and a bar, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's like all ages since it's, you know, not official or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's pretty thick. Um, there's a few oh, spots, a
2: yeah. uh, warehouse. Um, they recently all got shut down, but um, there's a few cool spots in there for a while.
0: I've played, I've played Kung Fu necktie before before which is an all ages, that kind of sucks. this felt still a pretty cool little spot.
1: Yeah, they used to have us like, an upstairs that I think was all ages, but now it's I'm pretty sure it's just downstairs now, which is um I think they'll do like daytime shows sometimes that are twenty mm-hmm. that are all ages, but uh they mostly do that's like the, the bigger now. shows now.
0: That's where we played. that's where we played was upstairs, so yeah,
3: yeah it's that's cool. Yeah, that, that, that's good it's old. a cool
1: it's a cool bar though. They have um most of the you Reuben. know official like ticket fly type of shows, you know.
0: Yeah, good old Ruben in Philadelphia hooked that up. Oh uh, yeah, everyone's Yeah, it's um yeah, Philly seems like it's uh Yeah, it could it can be uh well as I found it can be you have to really sometimes hit up people in advance for any place, but especially the East coast.
1: Yeah. There's just like a ton of bands. So there's like always a show happening.
0: Yeah. I feel, I feel like sometimes it probably gets, as some people say it almost gets over o- overwhelmed there. Like there's almost sometimes too much going.
2: Yeah, definitely. If we're so close, there's so many states. We have New Jersey, New York, Philly, Baltimore, and they're all so close to each other, so there's just so much happening around here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that, I mean, yeah, it seems like Chicago gets hit enough where I don't even really need to travel too much for other places, but then Sometimes shows go to Milwaukee. and don't come here, and Milwaukee's only an hour and a half. And Detroit and St. Louis are both about five hour, four or five hour drives, so they aren't really the worst. Yeah, that's
3: not too them. bad. And,
0: yeah, like I really love Detroit as a city. I would suggest anybody who hasn't gone to Detroit go to Detroit. It's just a, it's just a real real city, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we played there on the last tour. It was sick there. We that was um at least it was I think Susie and I was right our our first time going. Yeah. We played at um it's called Trumbleplex, it was sick.
0: Oh yeah, it's kinda of like the DIY spot. Did did I wonder who played that show? I mean, I'm really good friends with a band called Surfer James from there.
2: Yeah, we played with them when we played
3: there.
0: Yeah, they're all they're all good they're all good hearted people and playing they're playing some pretty rad power violence too, then I also uh love bullshit market from Detroit. Yeah,
1: yeah they're they're uh, sick. They're super nice too.
0: Yeah, that that's good. That's good. Um what else do I always like to get into on this podcast? Um oh any. Since you said you have a recorder strummer, I mean any feature splits or releases you like to talk about coming up coming up or any um, ideas for the future? If you we're like to be kind of type, kind of, that's okay too.
1: We're still kind of writing. Um, we haven't we haven't practiced probably since like
3: nice. it's
1: probably been like a year almost a year now. Um, but we we have like a couple of things written and um, I think we'll, we'll probably record, like, another 12-inch uh, maybe in the summer if we, can, if we can get it together, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but My we don't really. Thinking. Yeah, we're kind of just, like, not trying to plan anything just to, you know, keep our options open.
0: Yeah, and I, and I uh, can't suggest enough. If you ever do want to record in Chicago, Andy Nelson from Weekend Nachos over at Brick top. Has really reasonable prices and does a very good job.
1: Oh yeah, we'll definitely check it out. We um, good
0: job. It's um.
1: Probably for convenience, yeah. we just try to like stick around here. Um, yeah, you have
0: plenty of recording recording studios out on the east coast. I don't I don't know what's and a lot of people can just record themselves these days. To be to be honest, if you know what you're doing, and it just depends on what you like to do.
1: Yeah, totally. We had um the, our first record, we had uh, our friend do, um, played, he plays in a band called Gel. now. You, you may know him. Uh, actually, they, they actually
3: be
0: their singer is dating Danny from Kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, we, 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 yeah, had, yeah, we yeah, recorded they're. our, he uh, kind of like DIY recorded our first album and then did the vocals on the second record. And it came out like, that's good. He, yeah, he and he's he's got even better now, and he does it like.
2: Well, he has a real setup now.
1: Yeah. Well, at, at uh, the I thought, time though, he did it for free, and it it sounded sick.
0: Yeah, I I know about Jill. Yeah, I would have checked him out because like I'd heard about him, but then Danny was all excited. and He was like, "I have a girlfriend now. I'm in love." And stuff. <laughs> you not know, as like. Oh, I shouldn't be putting you on blasts like this, Danny. I'm sure you don't care. You're you'll think I'm it's goofy anyway, so it's okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but it's uh no, it's okay to have the feelings of love. It's a good it's a good feeling. In this world world that, when we find important. it. <laughs> I think I think uh well, I think a lot of us are into this. Style of stuff because there is sometimes a lack of love in this world and the lack of uh people being passionate to other people or showing compassion to other people and I think the world should be to quit and consume so much and learning how to actually lend into a helping hand but that is my opinion,
1: yeah for sure that's why that that's why um yeah, on I, I think you were saying before, like it's it's good to have a uh, like a at least try to live somewhere where there's a good music scene and stuff, and then, you know you have like a a solid uh you know group of people you can you can count on kind of uh, you know seeing pretty often.
0: Yeah, what's the, what, what else have we, Yeah, that's um yeah, that's really good for that. Um, yeah, there's what, who would you uh? Yeah, I really like that band. Actually, I actually helped do a record for them, too, but I really like that band Prisoner from Richmond. I don't know if that's who you only got to play with in Richmond. Um, or I don't know. They're kind
3: of we more
1: of a new We actually um, we're, we're friends with uh, people down there who went into, like, the, the screamo scene there, like the emo-violence stuff. So we,
0: we oh, usually so like play get, shows like get, that. get, get
1: from get, get from God and like bands like yeah Estrada like yeah yeah we generally play the, so we this, played like this, a metal this show this, there once the usual suspect the usual
0: suspect. suspect Chris Chris Morgan again
1: yeah yeah exactly usually um yeah. do you know Mitchy who does um yeah yeah uh, uh, Mitchy
0: brings you Mitchy Mitchy Mitchie rules Mitchy's one of my uh, I love, I love Mitchy.
2: Yeah, Mitchy always books our shows in Richmond.
0: Yeah, Mitchy's good. Mitchy's good people. I think everybody's oh, a yeah. gift from God. God, they're they're always they're they're always they're always fun when they come out here to. They played out here with uh, Meth from here. You heard that band?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Familiar.
0: Yeah, there. But uh, sh- yeah, Chicago is always uh. It's really super cold here. We got a bunch of snow. How's the weather out there? Has it been cold? It's
1: cold. It's not not as cold, but it's um. It's not it's not too bad. I don't mind the cold, but. I think it's really cold.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I always get into this topic when I'm on these. Uh, oh. Before I go into that, um, do any of you have other bands besides Fouright, or work in any other kind of art art forms, painting, drawing, photography, anything? And how do you guys usually also go about laying out album artwork
3: too? I really?
0: always like to kind of get into that a little bit. I, don't know the album art. Oh, I do the I do the
1: album art. Um, we don't. Susie Susie does draws she's she's a good artist other than that (laughs) um yeah we don't we don't have any other susie used to play in in another band but that kind of
2: right now we're not uh really doing anything else creative unfortunately
0: yeah i think uh the world seems slowed down (laughs) a lot of us but um i think we have to but then I've had a lot of friends that have been trying to get together and create during draws for the little things to listen to and have during these times which I guess is good. Which I guess is good. But I know a lot of people are also weary of getting around other people right now, so I'm a lot of things are just kinda of like your 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 case where they haven't even practiced.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, what so,
2: yeah, we well, okay. more of a uh, location issue more than anything.
1: Well,
0: sometimes it's, it's pricey to rent out a practice spot. I guess you want to rent it out when you're able to actually make sense out of it.
1: Uh, yeah, that's why we that's why we got rid of it, just because it, it started to, like, not make sense. We hadn't been practicing for months.
3: Um, you you know,
0: really tour play, it's hard to go out and, tour and play new songs or just play a punk show in your hometown and play new songs if you haven't been practicing.
3: Dude.
1: Yeah. Our... Um, I think I mean I, I think we should be able to get back into it pretty quick. Our drummer is uh our drummer like a freak. He's, he he'll, he learns like when we first started. He learned all of our songs in like a I mean may, maybe a, it seems like a day. He's fast. It was like a week. We showed him these like knew all of them already. So I think um,
2: he can pick up quickly where we left off. <laughs> um, hey, that's
1: so I think say maybe if you have a drummer like
0: that, and especially a drummer that can keep up with everything you want yeah. to do.
3: Totally, yeah. I
1: think um, yeah. we were trying to, like, sound... We were trying to, like, um, kind of expand on our sound a little bit more um, with, like, our, the new stuff we've been writing, so it's definitely been been good.
0: Yeah, I was starting to... I'm starting to band... I started a band up here called Indulged also, and it's, like, a power violence band with a couple of friends, but it's kind of not power violence because it kinda of does what Refuse did, throws jazz parts in there, throws electronic dance parts in there. Does a lot of weird stuff. But uh yeah, I just get the tired of everything sounding the same and I think I think everything has kind of been done to some degree, so you might as well throw a bunch of stuff you all enjoy into a blender.
3: And you can yeah, work sure. out really
0: good or not, not, but I think it also, it all, it all gives us kind of a thing where it forces us to uh, challenge ourselves as writers to have timing, just perfect, and it's the yeah, fun part.
1: It. And it seems like there's a lot less, like, gatekeeping now than there used to be, so there's definitely a lot of room for, um, you know, trying new things and not just, like, sticking to the same old, um, you know, the same, like, formulaic stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's very much so, so um, well, I think there's just, it's just better than it used to be. I remember even when I came into punk rock, I, when I was young, in mean, like, 93 or 94, sometimes when you're young and coming into this, you have older people who kind of are like, they were kind of like, who are these younger kids here, like, yeah, I forgot if they were kids at one point. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's not like
1: that anymore.
2: I think we got lucky when we were born because um, it, it wasn't really like that by the time I started going to shows. Everyone was really generally pretty nice. So, Well, it took a lot of
1: people
0: mm-hmm. in different places to stand up against that. I remember me and some of my friends standing up against it some older people stand up against it being like fuck that to certain people. and It took a lot of that going on in different places. I like, Yeah, totally. Just being yeah, like, no, we, one. no, 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 no one's cooler than anybody else here. No one's better than anybody else. We're all actually probably fuck ups, or else we probably wouldn't be here. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's funny on, when you see things, like, um, different, everything differently than this world. I don't, I don't need to have a place to go to therapy. I don't know what it is. And just the joy of music and creativity and seeing, I, I, I mean, you know, I think uh, the egos of mankind push in on us all as humans, but I've always tried to avoid it a little bit. I, I mean, I was even like a power of violence sludge band of Dylan from Spine at one point called Attention Seeker. He's the nerdy one in Spine that smokes weed and I'll poison the band, called Keith Mountain, too, but we were in, we were in a band. That's why, why I said that, because their they're vocalist is just a big muscle-bound dude, Antonio
1: um uh, which
0: it's i don't i don't know i i i think all that's i guess also this world can be a tough place so i guess if somebody wants to build themselves up to smash it too that's okay also yeah whatever you whatever you want to do <laughs> but anyways attention seeker that name kind of came from like everybody kind of gets up on the stage is a little bit of an attention seeker then and also our drummer's mom came from a big family and anytime she would cry about something, one time when she cried at the dinner table about something, all of her siblings started chanting attention to see her at her and made her cry. So we we're like, it's kind of a brutal name for that reason. She was kind of goofy and brutal at the same time. Yeah,
3: I think there's...
1: Anytime you're making something, there's, I think there's a little bit of... At least a hint of of kind of self-indulgence.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's... um.
1: Hopefully a, hopefully less. Hopefully not, not a ton, but uh <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely there.
0: Yeah, what was um what what records have you have there been any records either one of you been enjoying lately coming out or uh some blasts from the past you've been revisiting revisiting in these
1: times? Um I've been listening to uh do you know have kaleidoscope from uh they're from New York. Yeah, yeah, that's sorry I do. Yeah, I've been listening to them a lot. Um other than that, um I don't think anything anything too new. Uh what about Susie, what about you? Anything?
2: Um, I've just been playing video games recently and I probably should be listening to music more.
1: <laughs> hey, video games
0: are great too. My uh I don't know a video game like my lady and well, isn't my lady, I don't know no ship over anybody but my partner and me or whatever we wanna say. Um, my soulmate. Uh her and me are getting a video game system, but we've been trying to debate on what to get at some it's point. Um did you say Switch?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what my friend Bobby from the band Canyons in Kansas City just told me. Too. He, really likes, he really likes Switch because he's like, you can take it on the go. You can play it in different ways. You can have remote controls. He's kind of showing me all the different things. And they make all these kind of cool games for it, too, I would see. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's yeah nice. like, it's like got having
0: if we have games that are like almost like Ma- Mega man and Metroid and in, in one game and different things. So yeah. I may get I may have to look into the Switch since that's what you said.
3: Good
0: someone was someone was also saying playstation five but then someone was like, Yeah, get good luck in your hands on one. Yeah.
2: Maybe if you're a millionaire. <laughs>
0: Are, are they really super? Are they really super expensive?
2: Uh, I think the base price is expensive, but since people have been like hoarding them, they're selling them for more money than they're worth.
0: Oh yeah, just 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 like people sometimes buy a bunch of one record to sell it down the line for really more than it ever was truly worth.
2: Exactly.
0: Like you'll get that with a lot of. Um, You'll get that a lot with, uh... I mean, I like a lot of stuff on that but You'll get a lot of people selling these these attack records stuff for very high sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, Uh, like, a weird, uh... That um, that aspect of, like, record collecting is is definitely a turn-off. Yeah, to me, I don't really collect records anymore, but, um... Like, uh, I feel like there's a, a really big, um like capital well, aspects to it when people are, like, trying to, um, you know, like, control markets and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, well, sometimes I just feel like also it's kind of – it's a, sometimes I feel like it's just kind of pretentious, too, when we have a certain amount of a record a, avail, available, When why not let a bunch of people get their hands on the music they truly want it? They're digging it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that goes on and noise a lot. I have friends sometimes that will, like, make 20 tapes. Rush Faulkner, I'm talking about you. And then they'll sell out immediately, and I won't get my hands on one. You know? yeah. yeah,
1: that's so you're almost better off just, like, not numbering them. And then they're, you know, if nobody knows they're limited, then it's probably not going to be, like, hoarding them.
0: Yeah, sometimes they aren't even numbered. Sometimes, but sometimes I see my friends even like stuff post up like only eight of these made. There are only twenty of these made, and I'm like, why? <laughs>
3: I don't I'm think like, so well, cheap.
0: Mean, You have hundreds, you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are in your noise rush, and you're only making twenty of. of I guess if you're your really numbers. dubbing them
1: yourself, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. So I I understand that, but. If you're, like, having, if you're, you know, having a, a factory make I mean, you might as well just, you know, get a couple hundred, and you can just sit on them.
2: Isn't it cheaper to get more
1: records? Tape? I think, yeah, I think it is cheaper, like, the more you, the more you get pressed.
0: Yeah, that's anything, I that's it, that's almost anything, The, though, yeah, I'm glad they opened, they opened a record-pressing plant here in Chicago, I actually have an interview at, next week oh, no, what? yeah it's called like smash plastic or plastic smashers or something I think it's just called smash plastic though i have to look at everything but oh, um, it'll be good.
1: Are, are there a lot of those in the u.s i know that our records got pressed in germany um well there there's some there's, there's
0: there's erica there's erica there's palomito rainbow went under i mean i don't know yeah there's that one and just I guess they started making some of the press equipment again, but, you know, the press equipment's extremely expensive. I mean, it shows sure if people that open that plant here will be paying that stuff off for very many, many moons.
3: Yeah. You know, so
0: for a while, it was kind of like there weren't any plants open so because for a while they didn't even make the equipment, uh, the manufacturing equipment anymore, but they would put it back in the... They put it back in after vinyl kind of became I guess the thing to get. Again when I, there's a lot of people I talked to, there's a lot of me when, when I we really first found the vinyl game it was so much easier to press a record.
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: Like I think we're again yeah. like I think we're getting like I think a lot of times we are getting like 500 of them were like 13, 1400. So it's just, that just tells you how it's gone
1: up. Yeah, totally. Um, a, hey, like, I wonder t- if they're like working on a, um, I don't know how much you know about like the record, like the record pressing industry. Are they working on any kind of like, um, uh, like a more sustainable option rather than just pressing them with, uh, pressing them into the plastic? yeah, like, really
0: that. That there's ways they're recycling a lot of the plastic that they that they cut off of things and uh it and building more vinyls with it' not that like plastic to waste, but I don't know about like as far as like chemicals going into the environment in certain processes i don't i don't I don't know what it's really like that's a pretty good question, I think. Hey, somebody's kind of talking to me like in some ways it's kind of a little bit better. They made some more up to date things, but it's still like when you're messing around with plastic, you have to have exhaust systems, and exhaust and stuff probably even something leaving out of the exhaust system. It probably doesn't, yeah, play, it's like it's in the end, the long run, it doesn't play a big, a big factor, but you know, who knows, but they, but yeah, that one. I'm going to be working at They pretty much just recycle every class that they cut and we're going to build it towards somebody else's vinyl. They have different vinyl options. Like, you know, a lot of people have mixed color and stuff sometimes just yes. because they get a cheap deal on it and so on. But yeah, there's, so there's, there's been smarter ways they've been doing different things. But That's I don't like, know. <laughs> it's hard I mean, to see. There's say. like more than
1: enough. like, I feel like there's more than enough, like John Denver records at thrift stores. We could just like recycle those and
2: taxi lines. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, really, yeah I... <laughs> really,
1: you're
0: really, you're right. You're right.
1: And all those Christmas I mean... records, like this thick, ass <laughs> forty-five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you this boring we're gonna give you this boring Christmas record. <laughs> when
1: start putting
3: yeah, our
0: Yeah, sometimes I go to family Sometimes I go to family events and they'd have like this Christmas music playing sometimes I'd be like, Well, wow, this seems so lame once you've found out about the intensity of punk rock
3: <laughs>
0: you know, the life and you have to, you really have to sit around and listen. I mean it's gonna be a family though, but sometimes it's like Jeez, well, I guess that's a big one where you. I have friends that don't want to be around their family because their family too much to take for them. I mean, there's certain people in my family who are too much to take for me. But it's still my family, and I care about them. But some of their,
3: some of the things
0: they they politically believe in, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. I have some, you know, I have some conservative assholes in my family down the line.
1: Susie yeah, and I are pretty lucky with, with not having uh we don't have any conservative family. What? Susie and I got pretty lucky. We don't have any conservative family, but that's that, that's pretty common around here.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, well, my mom's not, my dad's not. I have like certain aunts and uncles that were very,
1: very Christian. You know what I mean? Me and as long him. as like, your immediate families is good that's yeah that's good
2: it's okay to cut off conservative family members (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: i'm yeah yeah i don't like any of the conservative shit either but at the same time i'm trying to (laughs) talk to i try (laughs) to talk to some of these people to convince to try to you know, get them to see another side of life because I don't think we have any communications. Anything's ever going to grow or change. They can't just be people yelling. There's some of them you can't even talk to because some of these people get so worked up and they'll just start yelling. At see if you try to film with any kind of sense of rational, rationality and they'll have to be like, all right, well, I can't be doing this right now. There's no rationale here. A lot
1: <laughs> it least listened, generally, I feel like they they end up agreeing with more than they thought they would
0: yeah it's I mean that even happened in, we were on like Midwest Star noise project. We were on this like we were on this tour and we went out and played like Pittsburgh and stuff, and we were live in Cleveland. we didn't really have a place to stay in Cleveland, and we were Jeff and we were at the store talking about it. And there's like this business guy he's making a trip, but he's like, he's like, I heard you all said you're going to Pittsburgh. Well, I have a hotel room I'm not using there. You guys can just have. I was calling them and said these names are my guests. You know, just don't trash it on me or anything. And we're like, oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> so, we're, so we were, so so like, because we're at some like gas station talking about what we're going to do and do it. So that turned out cool. But when we woke up, there was some guy who was like, I mean, there's some guy with the Trump 2020 hat, that I would have started talking to him but the breakfast insane And like Jeff was like, Jeff was like, "Oh, Brett's gonna start so much crap with this guy." But I mean, actually, I'm having a pretty reasonable conversation with um <laughs> I felt told him I thought that guy was was an idiot that was destroying our country and, and, and destroy, well, not even our country, just destroying the world. And just destroying ethics and any kind of values and any kind of rational. <laughs> He's just like, and I was like, and you know, I was just talking to this guy, but I wanted to hear his perspective on things too, because I don't think if you don't listen, you can't, you can't counter people's things and make their make their minds grow a little bit, and make them think about what they're saying and stuff. And it turned out pretty good. Good. That's good. I, really I got mean, you gotta to like. Say. I read the guy finally saying, I'd vote for Bernie Sanders. I'll never vote for a mainstream Democrat. They go fuck themselves. Well, it's Bernie Sanders for people having their guns. I remember next <laughs> to the guy. That's the start? The guy said said, Well, actually Yeah, it's a it's a it's a <laughs> people it's an interesting world out there, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, especially on tour, I feel like that's that's such a tour story, mm-hmm. like having someone just give you their hotel room and then you, you know, get into a bunch of shit along the way. <laughs>
3: yeah, we okay, like it's, Charlie
1: yeah. and Kumar.
0: Hey, but it's just hey, that was a nice gesture as a person because we we were gonna just try to wake up our friends in Pittsburgh and be like, "Come mm-hmm. there's the crash." <laughs> that. Have you have you? There's a cool place in Pittsburgh called Collision. It's a cool DIY space.
1: We played like uh, we played there once. It was like a, I think it was like it looks like almost like an old car garage or something. Uh, it Uh was pretty big. It looks like um. I think they, they oh, that's probably on.
0: that's a, that's a, that's Collision. That's Collision. I'm pretty sure. Kind of like right outside of downtown, a little bit in the warehouse district, a little bit
1: think so. The name doesn't sound familiar, but it was, it was something similar. It was, it was a cool spot, though. Pittsburgh's pretty sick.
0: Yeah, it could have been something else. There's probably a couple places there were a house. Yeah. yeah, there's... um. Yeah, I just had my, uh, my friend Jack on the podcast that was there. He does a noise project called Cancer Causes Rest and does like... A, a, Kind of sludgy, corrupted style, beats like grindy power violence stuff. Mm-hmm. Band called uh, called Truffman, Or Truffman, Truffman from there. That's that's right. Truff. As in, like as I guess it's yeah, they they're good from Pittsburgh. If you're ever looking for some friends to hit up and play with in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely look I, into that. I think, like, Pittsburgh, yeah, exactly. like, it, was, it was kind of hard to get a show there, I remember.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a tricky town, but Jack books there, Jack books are there a lot, and he's the one who did the sick, sick tired, and some other people played there on, on a tour a little while. Back, and, hmm. you know, Jack was the one. Yeah, but Pittsburgh can be kind of a little tricky. Pittsburgh can be a little tricky, i eh? I never really ever had a look in Pittsburgh up until recently when I made made some friends through noise and other stuff there. Yeah. Well, someone says there's a big pogo punk scene there, man, like a big street punk scene, but they said it's hard sometimes with noise and, like, power violence and grind, and one of my friends says it's getting a little bit better.
1: They're yeah,
2: we like really, we, we have a similar issue here.
1: We we like like punk and D beat and stuff, but uh they don't like uh, like at least like musically, they don't typically like our band, so we never get to play those shows, but like we like
3: going though. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's how it that's how it was in my band. I mean every once in a while that's how it was when I did the band Attention Seekers in Kansas City. They put our band on shows every once in a while because they usually liked all the most all kids usually like just the stud jacket like pick up like just some moshing around goofy and pogoing to some hardcore band. that's just super fast and raw and nasty. It's yeah, that's really
1: that's like, big cities can be tough because like I feel like all the genres end up getting um like pretty secluded where like, band, like there's so many bands of each genre that they only end up playing with each other where like when we lived in New Jersey, there were you know, there just like only there were only a few heavy bands, so we all ended up kind of like playing together um, on like mixed bill shows all the time, rather than having like genre specific shows every night. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a, yeah, I think I feel like
0: we're getting better about that. Like here in Chicago, and there'll be a a lot of um, mixed genre genre shows here, but. I was also happy to live here because there is stuff for everything here, and sometimes it does all mixed up and collide. But I kind of wanted to live in a place that had a, a a pretty functional power violence community, which Chicago has too. But I wanted to live in a place that had a functional noise noise community too, which Chicago has also also too. degree. Yeah, I, w-
1: I wish the the power violence scene here was as good, but. There's not really, um, there's like a few bands, but they're not really, there's not really a scene, you know? Like, there's a few kind of, like, sparse bands, but...
2: There's not enough bands to, uh, sustain a scene on their own.
0: Yeah, I saw, um... I saw a video of Iron Lung out there before.
1: Yeah, they'll, like, they'll, they'll definitely, like, powerbounds bands will come through and play and stuff, but, um... They're, like, I don't, there really aren't many new ones. Like, I feel like a, a lot of the bands, like, the power bounce bands here now are, like, have been doing it for, you know, like, five or ten years and kind of, like, slow down with playing shows. Like, like Backslider will play shows, like, like a couple times a year. And then, like, um, I think, like, that's probably the only actual power bounce band here at this point. Um, in new, 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 York, new York, there's, new York there's, there's a couple, couple there was,
0: do you get to play, I love Jake from Backslider. I knew him from when we lived down in Florida, but do you get to play with Backslider sometimes?
1: Yeah, I think we play with like, him a couple times. Yeah. We, we see them at shows all the time, though. Jake, Jake's, uh, Jake's great.
0: Dan's fucking sick. I'm, with, I'm good friends with, uh, with my friend Ben Rudolph here, who's in the B&Q here and a bunch of other stuff.
3: Oh, yeah, he's sick.
0: Yeah, they're all Florida natives too. Like a bunch of people from Florida, because I lived down there for a while briefly. A bunch of people from Florida either relocated to Chicago or Philadelphia. It seemed like there was like a mass grove that went to those two cities. It kind of went to yeah, people from Florida. They
1: they go, they get everywhere. Like people of Florida and Ohio. Like you meet people from Florida and Ohio everywhere.
0: Yeah, like my friend Ben still has a band with Jake, but they don't play that often, but it's kind of long distance. It's called Knife Hits. I don't know them. So, yeah, they're, they're, it's kind of more like, it's more on like, I don't know, I kind of would compare it to like on a more post-hardcore side of thing. Like it makes me think page 99 in some ways and some other. Oh, sick! Things,
1: so
0: let's look into that. I, I imagine it would be good. Yeah, I don't know. I I could probably send you a link
1: later.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and I also always
3: like
0: keep talking about other stuff too, but also on this podcast, you know, I I am into a lot of noise. I don't I don't know. It seems like you 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 folks like it too. So they would agree. So my favorite artist of you know, a lot of people I debated one time what my, my kind of favorite artist was, and it's somewhere between Eric Wood and Marco Cabelli, Which Marco Cabelli did eight tracks more. Killed themselves because felt like they were born into the wrong body, but just was into these. I don't know if you ever heard of these Italian movies. You know, they're, gay, they're called Galo films, and like that that word means yellow, and they're kind of like these B movies, like murder mystery, but almost slasher films in some way and have some almost like, I don't know how they quite explain them, but whether it was that his noise or like those movies, Marco Cabelli had like a detail for like just obsession about something where it would just be so much obsession where you could tell they put their work into something, but also, some of the stuff's scary, and I always like to ask people, what are some of their favorite films, or what are some things that are good for obsession in the world for you? Um, and does obsession play any part in like making a song sound perfect when even writing it before either? Any things I think us as as artists, we are our own biggest critics, and we sometimes tear apart everything we do sometimes until it's perfect, but so go on all those things. It's kind of a bunch of questions wrapped up into
1: one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Um, I know like I'm not, I, I'm, I'm sure two of you have a different answer. Um, I'm not super into movies or or um, TV and stuff. Um, for music, I feel like uh, I be a most of a my buff inspiration buff. comes from just like other either other um music or just like uh whether it be you know like um like I'm into like a political theory stuff and I'm not sure how much that comes in you know actually makes its way into songwriting um but uh other than that just like I try not to like I try not to think about it too much and just kind of write what whatever kind of comes to me um but uh yeah, I guess I guess more so with like, um, like literature and uh, books and stuff more so than than film. Um,
3: yeah, but I'm not sure if I really answered the
1: question. But Susie, what, yeah,
0: do you yeah. think? Mm-hmm. what was the question? Like, what has kind of got into kind of, uh, the whole thing about like obsession over anything, or when it comes to writing songs or books or movies or anything. I was just talking about also Marco Cabelli a little bit from A. more who unfortunately took their life probably too, too early, but also understood being born into the wrong body and not probably wanting to be in this world any longer. But yeah, anything you really get into? or Is, is there any music, like things about obsessed with the music where you almost like scrap the lyrics or take things apart? and redo them until you think they're good enough because that's kind of like saying we are our own biggest critics in this world and obsessions even kind of an interesting thing in the world how us as a species even if we try to avoid it we somehow still get driven to it so you go Susie there's kind of a bunch of stuff tangled in there and you want any movies any books and that were really good to you and also kind of uh Made you want to go back and revisit them, um, and also music. Is there any obsession with that when it comes to writing? You always have to scrap stuff and take it apart. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, with, I'm also not super into uh, like TV and movies. I get uh, most of my inspiration from like visual arts and kind of just like personal introspection, and definitely by listening to other bands that are kind of different and kind of trying to uh, find parts of it that I can kind of uh, translate into my own writing.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, I feel like also, yeah, movies are a weird thing. Films even work for me. I probably do prefer reading, but I like a lot of those B movies, especially the Italian Gallo films or Gallo films and all that stuff because a lot of it's very be done. It is almost like, softwood, huh, when you get the same produced. it's almost in like a DIY manner. One of these things in their own right. So, yeah, I've, I guess I've
1: it's, actually it's been like meaning to crazy. get into like, there's, I feel like my, like, um, my knowledge of, of film is so like American centric that I, I, I hardly, you know, <laughs> I've, I've even seen like other movies from other places. And I feel like it's important to kind of...
2: I've seen, like, four movies, and I need to run <laughs> on my horizon.
3: Yeah, yeah like a, lot
1: a, of the, a lot of the Italian films
0: are great, and a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of good Japanese movies. That could, you know, but, I mean, yeah, books are always better than film. That Especially if it's, like, a film that's based off a book, the book's always usually going to be 100 times better. Yeah, it's better a lot more like,
1: depth. Yeah,
3: but
0: I even, movies. but I really did, I really did like for film like, you know, Sin City because I was already into those graphic novels and it was kind of like Frank Miller didn't let, you know, they are big budget things he didn't let Hollywood take a thing and trash it like X Men. X Men is just the film is just trash compared to the comic. But books, in my opinion, in my opinion, but Sin City's excellent in every way and i always kind of like that because it shows like even to, even when there's good guys in this world they're kind of still shady or the world's some kind of just a fucked up place and seedy place so i always enjoyed those graphic novels but yeah so you said you got it you you're you into like visual art a lot Susie or drawing you said
2: yeah um i Went to school for art, and uh, I don't really keep up with it that much. But I still do find like a lot of inspiration, and in kind of my thought process when it comes to writing is still similar to my thought process when creating like visual arts and drawing.
0: Yeah, I went to school for art too at KCAI Cancer Art Institute, and oh, yeah? From, yeah, and um, yeah, there's art's a weird, weird experience
2: and it's a weird uh kind of industry but i i have a love-hate relationship with art
0: yeah i think i think i have a love-hate relationship with most with most things 90 percent
2: <laughs> yeah i have
0: things just like there's things i love about this but there's things i hate about this it doesn't even have to be art a <laughs> lot of times something going on in the world So, um, I always like to ask this for bands of the two, or, um, what's, what's the most beautiful, uh, what's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen out in the world?
1: Oh, that's, that's a tough one.
0: If there's one, if there's one memory, if there's one you could think to the flash of your head, whether it be a sunset, a sun bringing up, or just like a person or, well, you know, anything.
3: You mean, any like, any of
0: somebody, somebody helping somebody else out along the way, it could be anything. It's just coming to mind right out of the spring of the mind. Uh,
1: are, are you referring to like a like a reoccurring thing that you see every day, or like the or like? It to It
0: could just be one thing you saw one time. It was just something real beautiful. unto you
1: are
3: out so, of the world.
1: I think I have two answers. The I think like the definite answer was Prague was probably the most beautiful place we've been to, but I think the first thing the, the first uh, uh, like the second thing that comes to mind is um, just like uh, just like the the people you meet on the road are always um, like hilarious and interesting and like you'll you'll be at like a Walmart I remember we were at like a Walmart in Alabama once and this dude came up to me. And uh, and was like, oh, you like metal? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you got to come to my truck. Like, I got these guitars back there. You like Sabbath? And I was like, fuck yeah, I like Sabbath. And he had like just like a conversation about Black Sabbath, and you know, in a parking lot at Walmart in Alabama. And it's just, I feel like that kind of thing is is always the best.
0: Yeah, we we're social be... It's supposed to be another band on tour with us from Alabama called Heel Turn, which is kinda of like a dark and hardcore band that mixes noise. Like Josh will use Trugatronics and Chord but do vocals too, but they're out of Alabama. And they're fighting for a bunch of rad LGBTQ plus stuff there and a bunch of other stuff in Alabama, which those are places where I feel people Ne need, need to be there to fight for these things, because some of these things can be kind of backwards.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, you have you not have community like that there.
0: Yeah, and even when I did the podcast I talked to Josh from from and he was talking about like, you know, he was saying if everybody just leaves these places, how is there gonna be anybody progressive that sticks around and change you know, and it opens people's minds? These places, if everybody just runs away away from the issues hand and I, I told him I couldn't have agreed more. More yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's tough. Like wanting to, you're kind of torn between like wanting to leave a place with, um, you know, with such like backwards ideology, but then at the same time, like then you're just going to create, um, you know, like these patches of, um, like like uh, you know echo chambers that just only going to get worse.
0: Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, Josh, Josh has even changed a lot of people's viewpoints. He says down there and stuff, the young people. I was like, that's beautiful. And uh, there's some good bands out of Alabama. I mean, there was that, I don't know if you ever heard that band Legion. It was around back to, from the day they put out some stuff on painkiller out of Birmingham.
1: I mean, maybe. maybe sounds familiar. Kaon's
0: in that band yacha now.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. none of that. He was in Sim for a while, but uh, Legion was his old power violence band. But then he's lived all over the he's lived all over the south Southeast. He was even playing in Die Young for a while. He's just, which is not really a power violence band. anymore, we were just like. I didn't want to be like catharsis, integrity, and trial, but also very politically aware and vegan of what's going on on this earth, so I have promise of die young whatsoever. Uh, yeah, this world's a... I mean, I'm glad you're your band it also stands for things, obviously you said people are vegan within the band, and I'm sure there's other... And I always like to ask that. What are some of the codes and ethics behind behind your band for people who may not know? If you want to, maybe get into any of that that stuff. That's up um, to you. But I, I always like to kind of ask that of to people too. Um, I
1: don't know. I can't really. I, I can't speak to the lyrics really. Um, Susie and I are Susie and I are anarcho-communists, um, and that's kind of what our songs generally. Um, are based around, um, but uh, yeah, which is yeah,
0: this, uh, which is hard to be in this pro-capitalistic society too. People a lot of time, and but I think I think a lot more people are. I think there's a new generation of people learning about like how anarchy can work and how we can truly get along through it and weed out the problems that are around it. I don't think we need all totally. these assholes going on. us.
1: Yeah, and how it doesn't just—it doesn't just mean chaos or whatever <laughs> whatever the hell the, the news seems to think it means.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you also—I <laughs> I mean, here in Chicago, people broke out to the streets celebrating Joe Biden's victory, and I was like, I was like, really, you—you are going to definitely be like. You're gonna be looking a boot under this guy. You're gonna be looking a boot either way. <laughs> way, way. I was just thinking like, you are celebrating this? I was like I think They, your-
2: they wanna suspend reality for a moment, even if it's not uh really gonna change. I guess it helps them feel better.
0: <laughs> yeah, well see here's the thing a lot of people don't realize about America and I get capped in the back of the head for talking about this on the podcast. But it was set up from day one so those who had did not have to give it to those that didn't. Like what what people think George Washington, all these guys were poor, these motherfuckers are slaves and little pieces of shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know you know, so I mean, come on. Come on, so yeah. I mean, but I'm going to keep trying to make a change as long as I'm over here, and I hope everybody else does too, but sometimes I do get pretty fucking depressed and nihilistic about the shit that goes on in this world.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. At, least, at least practically, um, I don't think Joe Biden's anything to celebrate, but at least practically, <laughs> it, 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 it's easier to push uh, you know, awareness of, of leftist politics when there's, um, you know, someone who's at least well, willing I told, to at least I willing told to be. I told,
0: I, I told somebody you could have put a fucking cockroach out there, and it would have been probably more popular than Trump.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's like I mean, I, it didn't even. But that's like, what I, should, I don't I should, have much I should, of a choices in like, matter
2: anyway. I mean, the president doesn't I really said, I said, affect the day-to-day, day, but.
0: And I apologize to the cockroach because if there is a such thing as creation, which i which who the fuck knows what the hell will happen in this world, but the cockroach is the true prince of it because it can survive me or downfall fall fall out, and the breeds cross our species, I think ten hundred times or something. them, so I'll hail the cockro- cockroach so Brazilian. I didn't need to make the cockroach. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to make the conference look bad. <laughs> there. Yeah, you could have put a. You, yeah, you could have put anything up there. You could have put anyone up there in front of Trump, and they would have won. One. That's how bad <laughs> and this guy is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, they had they had to go with the the seventy eight year old who probably won't even make it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I that shit wasn't rigged, anyways. Why well, you think that? You think anybody's gonna let anybody get in there? And it's gonna fuck, truly fuck with people's money and truly try to make changes. Fuck no, they're not yeah. gonna let somebody like Bernie in there. Good fucking luck. The DNC is gonna sabotage that every fucking time, just like how everybody, how all the other candidates pulled out for Biden at the last.
3: Yeah, especially
1: when like you had Elizabeth Warren stay in told until like the last possible minute to like stuff the votes away from Bernie. You gotta imagine that, you know, someone was um was uh like funding that. Totally <laughs> all the stuff funded. All the
0: major what? all the major media's funded to basically you know, you have the conservative news stations and you have like, the Democratic news stations. And it's just to pit people up against each other. So you go do stuff like what happened in D.C. the other day. And what that's going to allow to happen, in my opinion, is it's going to just take away more civil liberties from everyone where they can put the boot down on anybody anytime they want to. That's
1: yeah, definitely. In New York, um, there was a protest. um a couple I think it was it was in between uh the Capitol and uh and the inauguration. They had a, a protest and they walked over the Brooklyn Bridge to Manhattan. I'm not sure how familiar you are with like the, the um uh the layout of I it.
0: I lived in New York briefly in the early 2000s, so I'm familiar. Okay, with well, the
3: like, city.
1: So a couple hundred protesters were, were marching over the bridge. And um, when they got to the end of it, it's like a few blocks from City Hall. It's not it's not even that close. But basically the people were um, were just like attacked by NYPD. And, and the, the reason the, um, the mayor gave was that they were getting too close to a government building and they didn't want to have something happen like, like what happened at the Capitol, which is like completely ridiculous. And it's like already, you're already seeing the way that um, that's being used to um, – uh, to excuse violence against uh leftists who were um, who are um, i know people like stress the peaceful protest thing, but they were they were they were just marching it, it was a um, it, it, there was no um, uh, you know, it, it was it was as peaceful as it could be oh yeah
0: well i, I the world um i I want to say for all viewers out there who are listening to this when I post it up here. I think, I feel like greatly the world changed for the shittier and the worse. Like it was already kind of shitty. It changed for the worse after 9-11. Everything went fucking wrong. Patriot Act, us getting our civil liberties taken away. Gestapo capitalism happened. Like a lot of bad things happened after 9-11. Yeah. But the world changed. Yeah, sure. uh, the world changed a lot. I don't think it's for In my opinion. I hate to break it. I don't think it's for the best.
1: <laughs> no, we'll see.
0: I'm not, to, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not for living in a surveillance state. I don't know who really is some people. Some people are.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense, especially since the Patriot Act has never actually caught a terrorist. Um like I mean not the best. <laughs> Like it's, it's even the purpose that they're trying to purport is 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 false. you that stuff. They can just
0: they just put anybody in a they call anybody a fucking terrorist. and just put them in a fucking jail cell for however long they want. Dude, yeah. that shit's so that shit's so crooked.
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: It's like. But I'm not ever I'm not ever afraid to to speak out against these asshole assholes. They come fucking on me or black mask me all the fuck they want if that ever happens. But I don't think I'm a big enough voice for them to really care. If I am somehow, well, bring it, Uncle Sam. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not but it's it's still wrong. Yeah, I mean I don't
0: I don't know. I think uh yeah this country's uh very just pro uh just pro capitalistically a lot of people are just let's well, see what happens is people get patriotic too they care too much about they don't realize they're just shit out on the point of hospice like everybody else in their biodegradable compost at best so they like to go run around acting like their country is the important thing or something means something more than it really does. We all should really just be trying to get along on this planet and be trying to respect every other species on this planet too. besides the human race, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so um, I was like to ask this also in this thing uh, that we've been Sky kind of talking. Uh, what's been what have you all been doing? what any jobs you do outside side of band stuff and uh any advice you give to people during pandemic, any hobbies you picked up or any fun thing any writings you've been any thing people I always kinda of ask people this so, so I know a lot of people kinda of feel like they're going crazy and get bored during this thing, so I always like to see if anybody has any suggestive ideas for people during the times of we're in
1: oh we've been doing um a good thing so i think uh we're also going crazy like everyone else but we started um you know it's, it's
3: good
0: to <laughs> okay. um it's okay to, it's okay to not be okay <laughs> <laughs> everyone. it's perfectly okay especially in <laughs> these times more than ever but anyways keep going
1: um We've been helping out with uh, with uh, like a food distribution mutual aid group, and that's really important to do if for people who have time, uh, you know, and, and the means of, of doing so. So stuff like that um, is important, It um, also kind of, you know, uh, kind of takes your minds off things. Um,
2: it's nice to have uh, some outside interaction with others.
1: Yeah, as, as long as, you know, do it safely it's and, safe and-, and yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I think there needs to be
0: – I think, that, like I said, the world doesn't have enough people lending the help in hand or what, but it's like – it sometimes feels like it's a pretty fucking broken place. Like It could be like a broken record skipping or, or track skipping on the record some, sometimes, and you just got to move forward and keep trying, I guess, and get rid the scratch or the skip.
3: Yeah, and it seems like
0: sort
1: sometimes of. it feels like it's too much to take on, but I think, you know, even like a little bit goes a long way.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's all. I think sometimes people, like, for all to to say, I think sometimes people worry about taking on too much and maybe just work do the little things you can do in your community. Like, like, one of my friends who goes back, who goes back between being a, a girl and a guy, like, they, don't really identify as either one. Ran for ran for Congress in Kansas City recently, and almost took out the big Democratic candidate. There almost mm. took out a in favor and st- stuff, and was and was like kind of running into like a like a Democratic Socialist Party type deal and stuff, and like so. You know, I think that's all you can do is try to make the changes, and they they're still on. They're a city council person in Kansas City, and they're bringing a lot of changes to Kansas City. So I think that's all you can do. Do is um, try to bring changes in your own community as much as you can, or wherever you can. can yeah, really. even
1: if anything. It's anything is better than nothing.
0: Yeah, like. Well, now I was just like, I was walking with one of my friends the other night, and I gave hey to somebody like. <laughs> A couple of bucks I had on me, and uh, my friend is like, "That person lied to you. They always give that same story. That's the same person that's out here all the time." And I was like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I was like, I don't really care about. It. I know this world's broken. People are going to say what they just say to get help. To get help, it's okay. Yeah, totally. I was just like, I was like, "No, oh, ain't that big of, <laughs> that big of a deal." These people are obviously out here current in this world from somewhere down the line
1: yeah there's no like secret billionaires asking for money like <laughs> even, like like bus, uh, or, or, or like uh, panhandling you know
0: no i don't think he was even gonna that, it just sometimes like i some people don't like being lied to either and i was like well who really does but i also understand where it comes from because it's just these people who are out struggling and in a world that doesn't give a fuck and nobody's really trying to help anybody else out too much. It doesn't seem like, I mean, but there really is like, yeah. It
1: so yeah, just means an end. Sometimes you gotta, you know, if you gotta lie to get by that's, you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta do it. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think like what we were talking about, I don't
0: think we all take a look at the little things sometimes in this r- world. It's like, it's easy to be, it's easy to be negative at times, but we, there really is some people trying to make better things happen in this world, whether it be feed, feeding people to art, to creativity. And I think we also have to look at the nature around us sometimes and being like, really, even though, you know, I recently came back from Kansas City at my grandma's funeral with my last grandparent, and I was thinking about, she was born in like 1931, but I was just thinking about some people see a lot of this life. Some people don't even live that long, but sometimes this life can seem long, but it's actually really, truly short. So sometimes you really have to look at certain beautiful sunsets or certain beautiful things in the world that aren't always man-created to... Yeah, sure. uh, it's, not. Kind of, it's kind of like the questions of what is all the, this that we have no control over. Well, I think humans, yeah, we think we're in control a lot of times, but we have very little control in the big pit, pit. Well, we actually would have a lot of control and a lot better outcomes in the world if we all came together and things and decided, hey, we are going to treat the environment like shit. We're actually going to make everything. Eco-friendly in the world, or at least eighty percent of the things we can make, and it, it, I mean, it isn't that hard. But maybe it's harder than we think because everybody's just divided.
3: Yeah, but um, we could we could
0: even talk about these things all night. Um, also, um, what would you? Um, Yeah. So, four-eyed. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about some of the lyrical content, Susie? I'm a vocalist myself. I always like hearing some people's thoughts about lyrics they've written, even if you just want to maybe go into a little,
3: a little more of it.
2: So, most of the lyrics were written about uh, like personal experiences. Um, I was a when I wrote uh, the lyrics for Disentanglement, I was uh, healing from some traumatic events in my life, and it was kind of like a catharsis kind of to be able to write about it. And aside from that, there's uh, some politically motivated lyrics uh, and some, I don't know, just uh, about life in general.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it even like... In the episode, I'm talking with uh, Dwight from Cy Warfare and Integrity. I'm on with him. Uh, he says, "Yeah, he has ideas usually behind some of his lyrics, but he likes to leave lyrics up to like almost like a mystery a little bit for the viewers, almost take their own interpretation onto because art's just beautiful like that sometimes when you can leave stuff almost to a little bit of a mystery for somebody to feel what they want to feel."
3: Yeah, I like the even. idea
2: of uh, leaving it up to interpretation.
0: Yeah, it's um, yeah, I like some, I like that too.
3: <laughs>
0: so, um, I guess we've we've all been talking for quite a while here fluoride stuff and just life stuff and just kind of rambling here about good stuff. So, um. I guess we could wrap this up soon. Um, what else, any any other things you feel like could be said in these times, um, do you feel like saying tonight? Um, going and maybe some, give, us, give some links to Four Eyed stuff for people who maybe never checked you out or listening in and want to look at it, check it out. Your old,
1: I don't. Susie, do you have anything else to say? I, I think I've I've said yeah, uh yeah. i said enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said enough.
1: Um. But yeah, yeah. Fluoride, I'm
2: sure
0: it's just like uh, the usual. Like I'm sure there's like a probably a band camp. People can probably see stuff on YouTube. I don't know if you guys have a new, your new website.
1: There any? Yeah. Like Bandcamp's. Uh, I think it's fluoride grind at fluoridegrind.bandcamp.com. Something like that. Um, uh, if you Google it, you'll find it. you can find um, it on
2: YouTube, Spotify, uh,
1: Pandora. Make sure to listen. Make Google sure to the uh, Pan- follow the <laughs> Pandora <laughs> station. <laughs>
0: I didn't even know there was one. Holy, holy I shit! Don't, I, don't, a good thing.
2: I don't know if we had much to do with our uh, fan getting put up on Pandora, but it, it is there. If you all listen
1: to it. I put it on. <laughs> that was I did
0: that I was <laughs> Oh, I I meant to ask this. Um, I, you know, um. So I told you I'm with I'm with my beautiful partner Margo. Um, you two see each other or, or a couple, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I that just for is, it, is do you feel? Do you feel like uh do you ever feel like being in a band together? Like you're around each other, or goddamn awful lot. But do you ever kinda like go at each other's throats a little bit? No, I'm just joking.
3: I'm just Sometimes. joking. Sometimes <laughs> it's it happens. Hard. No, but actually
0: you have that love for each other and cast through all the dark shit, right? <laughs>
2: We if if we ever do argue, it's just like normal bandmates. I don't think like us being in a relationship really has like any effect on like how we work together musically.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm always uh tr I, I want my girlfriend so badly to do some kind of noise project with me because she's a witty person. Who probably writes some really crazy lyrics anyways, just because she's a social worker therapist. Anyway, so they're probably well not just a the therapist, but it was social worker. So they probably have a lot of good
1: detail, to <laughs> a lot of the You it should. That, it's it's, it's no, really it's easy even, to communicate. Yeah. So if you're in a if you're in a band, with your partner. And if you it's work nice together,
2: it. it's easy to uh collaborate on ideas and kind of run things yeah, by we together. So. Is that... We live together.
1: With it. We live together with
0: our two cats. Oh, nice. Good. Um. yeah, we, uh yeah, it's like, you know, I came from some, you know, I came up from as much as I love my grandparents and stuff, they were religious, they kind of were weird. I would help my mom out with some money, but only do they would, you know, she would take me to church at some point when I was younger. And then, like, but I don't hold that against them. Then my dad's always just kind of been a fucked up shit. So I already came from some dramatic shit that I had been in some really, just kind of dramatic relationships just like nothing physical but just arguments you know arguments and stuff and like some of those old you know, friendships and stuff but Margot was just like you know we were very healthy together and she just like told me from the get go she was like ideal of drama for a living so I don't want it in my own life and I was like yeah that's good <laughs> that's good because yeah I didn't need to be I came from a lot of, like, weird shit from, like, well, oh, i just seeing my mom also just be, you know, struggle in the world just to stay afloat. And, like, I had a lot of weird resentments towards this world in life and just a lot of frustrations in the world. And I think everybody gets those at some point. But they all are rooted in different things. Things, but I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think until I got older I realized capitalism causes all this bullshit.
2: Most of our issues are caused by capitalism.
0: Yeah, I didn't think I <laughs> realized it until I got Got older, even even the whole prison system's funded It's like a private complex for for shit to get made, or a big portion of it is for shit to get made. In America, I know some states are finally beginning to do away. Private prison. Well,
1: yeah, Biden actually just signed a a, a thing today about, um, like, the federal government not funding private prison. So that's a a step. Well, it's not enough, but it's something. I'd love to see Biden get progressive and actually take some
0: progressive steps. Steps and actually get it actually so like when there's when there's democratic when there's actually democratic and whatever control Senate and House, we should get some law passed. We get actually some stuff in into law. Yeah, uh, I, I, can, have I have imagine. Give I'm
3: us some,
1: some, business, but...
0: some Give us some universal health care, and also yeah, no more private prisons. Let's let's get some stuff done for people.
2: Would be nice, yeah.
3: but. I
0: don't know if they're really, I don't know if they're really thinking that progressive though or not.
3: I mean, absolutely that's that's not. Would have
0: <laughs> a, would have been stuff Bernie would have definitely pushed forward. I mean, Biden may just write some presidential executive stuff that'll get overturned, just like Mr. Obama's stuff did by Trump down the line. That's why I get so sick of America. It's just the back and forth. It's like you take some steps forward, just take some steps back. Yeah, back. I think I think it's intentionally kept that way to keep everybody bickering. Because if people didn't bicker and stuff, I mean, everybody got along. There'd be no need for the government to try. As the government's there just to control people anyway. Since the name government or governing you. Why does anybody like that shit?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Some people. Something yeah, about... Really. <laughs> so about people liking to be controlled by others and be yeah, they talk a lot about freedom for <laughs> for loving the government.
2: To be dominated.
1: <laughs> they have, they yeah, have yeah. to wicked to do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, think, I think it's all funny these uh, these Republicans are like, I don't know if I Present myself gets the government, but then they all like cops. They're all like, "I love the police." <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're like, "Are you guys fucking? What are you guys? What are you guys up on?" <laughs> it's like these people are fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I want to escape America. Sometimes I just want to escape Americanism. It seems like idiocracy sometimes. I don't, watch, I don't know if you ever got to watch Idiocracy. And now that's the one thing you should have watched. It's America in a nutshell, especially under Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess we're going to talk about a lot of things. I hope to, I, yeah, anyways, yeah, I would love to have you out for the second version of the fest whenever the first one gets to happen and hopefully y'all get to come i say y'all too much because i'm definitely spending time in the south so i should stop doing that i hope four-eyed <laughs> comes back to chicago sometime
1: we'd love
0: to soon and grind and gr- grinds everybody's world away in unity yeah we to come back yeah um Well, and I wish you all, uh, oh, it's kind of, yeah, did you, uh, so I guess we also talked about the, yeah, I guess there's a lot of things people could do uh, during pandemic times, too. I suggest people pick up writing, people pick up reading, people uh, pick up poetry, try to take care of themselves and watch out for others. During these times, I don't know. That's all I got for this podcast for the night. We've been going for a couple of hours now. <laughs> it's been, it's been you great. Thanks uh, for
2: having
0: uh, us on. Oh yeah, well, I'm glad we've made. I'm glad we have these friendships. um I really like your creation, Susie and Rick. I love what you do and and stuff in this world so thanks for bringing it into my world and other people's world too and thanks for coming on and just shooting a little bit about four-eyed I, I guess i never got to ask the generic question but i guess like anybody i'm not now i'm not even gonna ask that question so no no i want you to go there for that we've talked enough for the night
3: <laughs> night i feel
0: i feel we could maybe have an update episode sometime in the future after these pandemic.
1: Yeah, well yeah, we'll do one maybe we'll do one in person. Next time. Yeah, we
0: go. yeah. That'd be great that'd be great. And so yeah, thanks for uh just talking with me tonight and uh having good conversations with me and other for others to listen to just about things. It's a good it's it's a good way to be and uh everyone Check out 4 Eyed. Everybody support each other during these times. Everybody support independent artists of all forms in these times. And try to support DIY and DIT. I always say DIT, do it together. But if that doesn't, you do it yourself. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say for this podcast. Thanks for being on with me, you too. Thanks again. Thank you.
3: Yeah, good night. Good, good night. Have a good night. Yeah,